Hey, how's it going? My name is Carter Hall, your host of the What Really Happened podcast. We'll be diving into my top five sports documentaries. Shout out to you for being playing. Shout out to Blueborn for Beat Drop. He's the one who created this new intro song for us. So we'll have him on at some point. But today we'll be diving into my top five sports podcast. So let's get into it. Cheers. Hey, how's it going? My name is Carter Hall. And thank you for hitting play once again. Um, we're going to be talking about my top five sports documentaries. But before we get into that, I just want to say, when it comes to top five, these are usually some of the hardest things I ever have to do because um, there's so many good, you know, I grew up a sports fan. I grew up doing sports, you know, football, rest, amateur wrestling, things of that nature. But, you know, it's so hard because it feels like you got to respect all different aspects of sports and all sports in general. So this was a top list that <laughs> will not <clears throat> be kind of, well, it's kind of hard curating if that makes sense. Cause I, I've seen a lot of sports talks that were like really, I think that I personally thought were really good. But um, when I make this list, there's no like order of which way I created it. It's just more just something that, you know, I really had to think back and go watch some of them again and like, okay, these are top five that I think could stand the test of time, but this is a really hard list, <laughs> to be honest with you, because at the end of the day, you know, everybody has, you know, documentaries are like art and documentaries are, I think, you know, art is subjective, so it just depends on the person and who knows, my list may change tomorrow, so <laughs> um, who knows? So when I create this list, I'm not like saying <clears throat> this is the order I put them in specifically, like ranking wise, as this is a list that I put them in. Like these are my top five, like legit my top five, like all overall. These are like like number five is not is number five, but not necessarily like five overall. If that makes sense, so <clears throat> hopefully that makes sense. Uh, as I try to clear my throat for the upteenth time in this podcast, so. You headphones listener, headphone users out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll try to clear this out as much as possible and edit in post production. But you know, so what's not right? Let's get right into it, shall we? So I believe at number five is a is a docu series. You know, not so much a docu you know sports you know documentary, but it's docu series that I believe that I've watched. Who knows how many times at this point. It's the last stance, the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan sports podcast or uh, documentary, excuse me, that came out during the 2020 pandemic. And I believe this podcast uh, came at the right place or came out at the right place at the right time. Kind of, unfortunately, if I could say that right, <laughs> um, you know, the pandemic was something crazy. I'm not going to get right into the pandemic, but, you know, it feels like this pod, this documentary um rather uh kind of gave some insight at a time where everybody kind of wanted something to watch and you know everybody was in their house bunkered up in this documentary or docuseries you know they had two episodes a week that come out and there's 10 episodes total so that's five weeks at five weeks i'm not a good mathematician but yeah the, uh uh came out and you know, the first two episodes are kind of getting into what the Bulls, like, kind of, each episode, what I kind of liked about it, the whole series of the general is that, like, it talked about individually, like, each player, but it overall, like, 
would talk about the whole team. Like it would it have like individual aspects. Like the first episode will talk about Michael Jordan, how he went to you know the University of North Carolina, how he went to you know living in Chapel Hills all the way to being drafted. A crazy draft, by the way. How many like Hall of Famers were in that draft alone? All the way, you know, getting drafted by the the Chicago Bulls, and starting his young career to where he is at now, his early experiences, which I've never really heard of. I know he went to the University of North Carolina, but he was a Tar Heel and went to become a Bull, you know, eventually. But I never knew like that whole transition, like how he was like a new guy had to earn his. Even Michael Jordan had to earn his spot. He said he felt like that he had to like earn a spot he didn't have any straps on the team which is crazy to think the caliber of like michael jordan is you know everybody can you know put him at the top of the list the mount Rushmore, the, the things of that nature and then it's just crazy that he was he pretty much trend he put the sport of basketball on his back and really took it somewhere different because everybody was comparing him like he's too short for a, a basketball player to be a star on his team because everybody at that time was, you know, you had to be a seven-foot guy or taller to really do something in the game of basketball. And he was the six-five, six-six guard that came and could do everything. He can play. He's all-around, you know, basketball player. He could shoot. He can, you know, pass. He can, even though passing was, <laughs> he hated passing. I think early on, but when you know his co- the the new coats, the newest coats, uh, came in. Uh, the one that coached him for the you know the the two three peats, Phil Jackson. He pretty much made Michael pass and made him believe in his teammates, which is kind of crazy, you know, on that too, that level too. But what I liked about this, you know, each episode too, kind of going back into it. Um, the th- the first episode was about Michael. The second one was about Scottie Pippen, him growing up, and each episode was different, and each episode gave more. As the episodes went like went on, um, they just you know with each individual episode, they talked about and broke down different scenario, different things that would happen on the team. Like when Dennis Rodman missed a playoff game to go to WCW one night and wrestle with Hulk Hogan and all of that. It's just crazy how the team felt because you always heard about you know one side of the story but not both. But this story, this time, I actually got to hear. The other side of the story and how the Bulls felt about that, and rightfully they felt angry and anything like that. But so that's pretty neat. I think that's why I put it up there because I always watch this whole series. You know, no, who knows how many times, but I believe this series actually provides information that really gave. That, how can I say this? This series kind of gave more insight as to who Michael Jordan was, the who the Bulls Bulls overall were at that time, you know the management with everybody, ownership. It just it felt like it came at it came really at a good. T- I mean, I won't say it came at a good time, but like it gave it provided information at a time that people really wanted something to watch, and it knocked that out of the park. I believe so. That's why I put. The last dance where it was, because it just—I think—I think eventually, ten years, fifteen years from now, people are still going to be talking about the last dance. So the series itself. So that's why I personally love the last dance. So um, the next on the list, I have thirty for thirty, another sports, you know, kind of a documentary that these aren't so much. What I like of so, 
let me restart this. So document is a thirty for thirty. Are these if you're not if you're not familiar with them, uh, are these like little clips or these little cells? They're not like documentaries, but they're like cells that cover each episode covers something different. Like for example, I believe one there's one for straight out of L.A. that talks about the L.A. you know Rams and uh, you know N.W.A. and the cross you know cross you know pollination and anything like that and you know counterculture and all that. So it talks about going in depth like that and it talks about you know all these different athletes and different things within sports. Not so much athletes; it covers also covers different things in sports like. You know, they have a 30 for 30 podcast as well that I listen to on Spotify, which, which also used to check out. Um, like for 30 for 30 on Spotify, they talked about, it's pretty much like a documentary, but for your ears also. So it's pretty amazing. The same kind of value production that they put into the actual video, like, like, like TV-wise, they also put into the same thing for audio too. So, yeah, so they put one about, you know, hoodies up, about talking about, you know, Trayvon Martin, that whole situation and how the Miami Heat reacted during All-Star weekend. And it's just pretty crazy how they go in-depth about certain situations, about certain players, coaches, or different situations that kind of helped shape and mold, you know, different sports, whether if it was baseball, basketball, football, soccer, whatever. It just kind of covered, you know, everything, you know, and then some. So it was just kind of pretty interesting to hear that you know what 30 for 30 does too so that's something i kind of put at number four number three i put last chance you more specifically season five the first four seasons were talked were pretty good were, were great but i think something about season five it you know they it's like you know so let me start let me tell you what last chance you is if you don't know last chance you is about community colleges around america about these, you know, first five seasons were about football, talking about how these kids, these college students at a community colleges don't have any offers to go anywhere, to any D1, D2 schools, D3, nowhere, they have nowhere, that's why it's, it's called Last Chance U, so they go to a community college to hopefully get, you know, eyes on them and have them play and have them hopefully have the opportunity to go into a, a, D, a, a D1 or even D2 school and play football. And what happened with season five, I believe, was so what made it so unique is that I believe they only had one. So season one and two covered the same school, same community college, and same thing. But when I went to season three and four, it was a new school, but they covered the same school. And then season three and four, if that makes sense. Season five, they only covered this community college out in Oakland, California once. And then by season six, they kind of revamped it and made it, you know, a basketball season out of it. So same premise, but for basketball instead of football this time. So season five, I believe, was really, I would have liked to watch that football season a little bit, my football program a little bit more from Oakland because it was so unique and so different than the last four seasons prior to that. So um, even season six of, you know, the basketball season, it really felt like, that was unique and different at the same time. The coaching styles, it's pretty interesting hearing all the different coaching styles from even season one to season six. It was, there were so many ways, you know, to coach. I never realized there's so many different ways to coach athletes at the, even high school or community college level or even college level as a whole. So that's pretty interesting to get a glimpse into it and actually see 
how real life athletes live and even at the community college level to hopefully get the time get their time to sign at a D one or D two, D three level school and hopefully make it to the big leagues of the NFL or NBA, things of that nature. So that's why I put it at 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 last chance you at or season five specific specifically at number three, excuse me. And the next one, number two, I kind of want to talk about, which would be a pretty fun one. And I, that's number two comes a football life. I believe these are all a football life. All these different shows really talk about different things. Like it's all things football. Obviously it's in the title, but that's talk about different things such as, you know, Tony Romo, him get, you know, coming from, you know, Chicago all the way to being a Dallas Cowboy, you know, eventually him retiring and Dak Prescott taking over. Like, they, each episode covers something different, like, as well within football. They, co- they cover athletes, they cover football, they cover, like, Tony Romo, obviously being, me being a Dallas Cowboys fan was one of my favorite ones. Another good one I would recommend if you're listening is the Warren Sapp episode, who is a former defensive tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before they are what they are now. And they won a Super Bowl with Warren Sapp back in the early 2000s. But they also like talk about how bad they used to be in the early, you know, in the mid and late 90s, all the way to, you know, Warren Sapp's career. Him following, leaving Tampa to go to Oakland and playing there. His feud, his competition against Brett Favre was probably one of the most iconic feuds you ever see in basketball, or football, excuse me. And it's just crazy that a healthy competition like that that doesn't have to be personal, but as long as it's like on the field and step on the field, I believe that's pretty crazy, you know, pretty interesting that you're doing, you're challenging each other in a good way. And Warren Sapp and Brett Favre did that all the time. You know, Brett Favre being a Hall of Fame quarterback and Warren Sapp being a Hall of Fame defensive lineman really exemplified that, you know, to the highest. So that's pretty neat. Each episode really dives into something big in football and really talks about it. They don't leave anything out. That's why I liked about it because you're really gaining some more. They talk about big things and they also dive into why it was such a big deal. So that's why I like a football life documentary. So that's pretty interesting. But, you know, <laughs> that's why I like it. I, you know, the competition aspect of things. That's why I always liked it and uh, watch them all the time. I rewatch so many of these documentaries all the time. Speaking of rewatching documentaries all the time, I have last but not least number one, um, is Conor McGregor Notorious. This documentary was on Netflix. I don't know if it is now, but if you haven't had the chance to go watch it, I recommend if it's on a Netflix, rent it, buy it. Um, I don't, I mean, do whatever you want to do, but um, definitely go give it a watch because you're not even if you're an MMA fan, you know, because you know. I've had, you know, friends of my, you know, that come on the podcast who are big in the MMA, you know, obviously like people like Morgan Lighty or Sarah Too Sweet Apart, who is in the UFC. And it's pretty interesting to watch Conor McGregor's documentary called no- Conor McGregor Notorious. And talks about him leaving a, a plumbing job, of all things, in Ireland to start a career in MMA. Who loved fighting? Who loved? I mean, not fighting like out in the streets, but like fighting, like as like as it makes like an MMA like aspect. Like he loved fighting. Like he 
really wanted to taste a dream, he left his plumbing job and really saw some saw footage of him from like something like ten or eleven, something like that. Training with next to no equipment at all, which is kind of completely like baffles me because like as it me being a former amateur wrestler in high school or anything like that, it's like I can't imagine going to wrestling practice and competing or getting ready for a tournament, a weekend tournament, and not having you know headgear like my headgear or having wrestling shoes or having a mouthpiece. May, may I wear a mouthpiece? It's not you don't have to wear a mouthpiece, but me not having a mouthpiece or a wrestling suit like or a singlet or it's just crazy like things that like you need to compete in he didn't had like they even trained and he didn't have a whole lot of it and it you know at one point they even talked about him you know sparring with you know in the early days and the, the guy he was sparring with was like a ranked i forgot the guy's name but it's leaving me but a ranked ufc like fighter and he barely had any like head equipment like head, it's just crazy. Like head equipment, they ranked UFC. Like UFC fighter didn't have any head equipment, and um, Connor kind of talks about it jokingly and everything like that. But and it kind of talks about the evolution of what Conor McGregor is and what he became. Talks about by the end of it, you know, talks about him going against Floyd Mayweather, starting out as you know, it's kind of crazy that Connor, even though if you may not, even if you're an MMA fan or whatever. You're not a or and you're not a big Conor McGregor fan. Kind of tells you like, because I was like that too in high school. I hated Conor McGregor, and then you just kind of look back at the bigger picture. Like, man, this guy's really done a lot for the sport. I mean, there's a lot of people in UFC and MMA in general who done a lot for the sport. You know, or a handful of guys. I think Conor McGregor's one of them. Conor McGregor for sure. Randy Couture, Randy Couture, um, you know, all these different guys. Kane Velasquez, you know, all these. You know, the Gracies, obviously, all these different people who really done good for the sport. And there's also people on the other side of the coin who try to tear it down. People, I believe, you know, who are doing it for the clout. People like the Paul brothers, you know, all these different people who try to, you know, think it's easy to get an octagon. Me being a former wrestler, there's no way I'm getting that octagon. You have to be crazy and a half to get in the octagon and train. And fight, not train, but fight. You're literally, you could be stepping to the ring an octagon, and you don't know how you're going to end up. You don't even know if you're going to walk out. Like, I've seen people, you know, get injured. Like, Conor McGregor, for example, he talks about an injury he had during training, and he had to push his fight back. <laughs> and then, it's just crazy. This, you have to check out this documentary, Conor McGregor Notorious, because he goes all in depth with his training, how he got to the MMA, or to the UFC, rather, and talk about so many different, like, aspects of fighting, like, <laughs> I don't know, it's just crazy, like, he talks about how he's able to heal himself, and how he, his whole he, his training processes as to getting better, and also training for a fight that's coming up, it's just crazy, there's one scene, I'm not gonna say what entirely, because I don't I want you to watch it, but there's one part where he talks about uh, like, he has a fight coming up, but he just did something to his knee or leg or, or his tibia or knee or something like that, rather. And he's training for a fight. He's on a ski rig. The only reason I know what a ski rig is because I did I worked at a tournament like CrossFit, and that's part of our conditioning. But he's doing a ski rig, and he he, he, he walks away, and he's had a crutch in one of his he, – he, to walk. He has one crutch walking to help him walk. 
And it's just crazy that he went on. He's literally trying to heal his leg and training at the same time for a fight. And who knows that could re-injure. Who knows if people are going to, you know, watch another re-injure to that same leg or not. Or watch a new injury form or whatever. But he talks about also Connor going against Jose, uh, Jose Aldo and training, you know, knocking him out in the first few seconds of the fight. What's his some crazy power and everything about this documentary I think was pretty fun to watch for me at least but I think it would be fun for even the non-MMA fan or even if you're a sports fan not MMA get into it or who aren't are not into it I think you'll be this documentary Conor McGregor Notorious would be a pretty good transition into um, MMA if you want to try to get into it because it helps you learn the backside of some stuff and also Here's some fun things out as to like you know a fighter's perspective and things of that nature. So I think it'd be pretty fun to actually like hear from a you know high up like corner level, hear him you know hear him out and everything like that. So um, that's all my top five. So <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed this podcast because um, it was pretty it's pretty fun you know putting it together. So um, there's a lot of good sports uh, sports doc, docs out there. So. Um, that's pretty much all I watch when I'm at work. What's my job is I'm a sports intern, so my everyday life is part of sports. So, um, yeah, sports is pretty fun to watch. So, thank you all for listening, and hopefully y'all have watched these or will watch these, and let me know in the comments how y'all will, you know, like them or dislike them, whatever. Let me know. So, if you have any more sports doc or documentaries to, you know, throw out, let me know, and I'll be more than happy to watch them and get back at y'all. So maybe create a new five top five list or whatever. Um, yeah, so thank y'all for listening. Hope you have a great, feel good Friday. A little bit longer today, um, surprisingly. <laughs> so that's when I say thank y'all. Hopefully, you know, I have some really cool guests coming up in the near future. So be on the lookout for that. So in the meantime, hope y'all have a great, feel good Friday, um, you know, rest of your weekend. This is Carter Hall for What Really Happened Podcast, and peace out. See ya.